Hello and good morning. It's Friday, the 15th of June, 2018. Welcome back to Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue, the first and only, uh, actually scratch that, because rolling out today is our all new tagline. And we've got some pretty exciting news besides. But let's kick things off with this new tagline. Drum roll, please. And... Welcome back to Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue, the only twice-weekly podcast on autonomous cars in the world. Yeah, so I rather like this tagline, you see, because it doesn't take 47 seconds to ramble off. It just sort of rolls off the tongue in a rather more leisurely, I don't know, seven seconds or so. Um, But that's not the big news, because the big news is, well, why don't you just, if you're at your computer, or I guess on your phone rather, Go ahead and punch in the following URL, if you please, into your favorite web browser, markhoag.com. Yep, M-A-R-C-H-O-A-G.com, and you will see something pretty cool. Yes, I have finally launched a fully dedicated website dedicated entirely to, well, hosting, that is, listing all the episodes for this podcast. I mean, obviously, up until now, you could listen to the podcast over at, obviously, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, so on and so forth. But it occurred to me, we needed a proper home listing all of the episodes, and from which you could certainly listen in line, uh, as with a, as with a, you know, a blog article, or of course, link over to, the, you know, your favorite podcast directory. But uh, anyway, it's still um, rather a work in progress, um, but I'm quite pleased, frankly, with how it's uh, turned out already. Um, but look, in any event, certainly welcome all your thoughts and feedback on this new website. Again, it's simply markhoag.com. Do check it out. Have a look. Let me know what you think. And I'm super excited to be sharing this with you today. All right. So today, episode 38, remote control cars. Yet another all-electric autonomous car concept hits the streets, and a Tesla Model S without autopilot is retrofitted with, er, autopilot, sort of. All this, right now. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so to kick things off today, a discussion about remotely operated cars, or as I like to call them, um, car drones, really. So we've talked about this a bit in the past, most notably with respect to commercial trucking, uh, automated, I should say, automated commercial trucking startup, um, Starsky Robotics. So if you remember from, I don't know, quite a few episodes back, Um, We talked about them on this show. Um, They are the startup which, well, they're not building fully autonomous trucks per se. What they are doing, however, is, well, they've retrofitted them with mechanisms which, although they're capable of doing mostly unassisted uh, autonomous driving, 
um, say on freeways and so on, um, the first and last mile, as it were, well, that bit still requires a human driver. Um, thing is, though, you know, it's not necessary, of course, to keep the human component in the physical vehicle, number one. And number two, um, there's a big overarching social problem of a question, which is what happens to all the human truck drivers uh, if trucks end up becoming fully automated in the future? I mean, this is a massively huge workforce. America, not exactly good when it comes to things like, oh, you know, trade schools. So what is going to happen when all these truckers lose their jobs? Again, as I've mentioned in the past, this, if I'm not mistaken, is the number one employer in the country. That's commercial trucking generally. So the solution for Starsky Robotics anyway has been to, as I say, retrofit these trucks so that they can be remotely operated um, at a distance. So really rather like, well, drones, except instead of drones that you picture from a Michael Bay film flying over the sky, uh, these are effectively drones on the road. So it's a pretty clever idea when you think about it. Take over at the first and last mile where the automated systems aren't so good yet. And meanwhile, keep uh, truck drivers that would otherwise have been put out of a job, well, let them continue to have their jobs. Only this time, instead of being inside the cabin, uh, they are controlling the trucks remotely during the first and last mile. So it's a pretty clever idea. I do think, as an aside, it's a pretty interim solution. And I say solution, it's an interim solution to an interim problem, right? Because obviously, the optimal endpoint here is that um, well, fully level five vehicles will, by definition... Uh, not require a human component at all for door-to-door travel, meaning the first and last mile as well. So interim though it may be, I think it'll be an important interim state for the next probably five maximum 10 years. I mean, really, really maximum. That's like a, that's an upper bound for sure. But anyway, enough about the background. Let's dive in and see what's what here with this sort of remote vehicle operation. All right, so so now that we've got that background, um, the idea is this. There is uh, yet another autonomous car startup uh, here in California based in Mountain View. It's called Phantom Auto. Uh, their CEO, Shai Magzimov, uh, he has stated, and I quote, an autonomous vehicle company might have a system that works 95 or even 99% of the time, but that last 1% is a very difficult piece of the puzzle to solve. This was in a quote he gave to the IEEE Spectrum back in January. So um, essentially then, it looks like what uh, Phantom Auto are doing is they are indeed enabling vehicles to be remotely operated by, uh, well, remote drivers situated elsewhere in the world. In this case, they have um, a uh, sort of a control center, uh, a driver, a virtual driver, well, a real driver <laughs> driving a virtual world of a car effectively, uh, is sitting uh, surrounded by 360-degree uh, screens. They've got a steering wheel and go and stop pedals. And the idea is that, indeed, these remote drivers can take over these cars when the going gets rough. So, uh, again, I think, I think this is a fine thing to do. It's a, it's a good thing. Um, I, I just don't see it as a very long-lived thing. I, I think it's a very interim um, solution for, as I say, an interim problem. But, um, you, you know, I, and I think one of the... the Compelling arguments for this, maybe, is if you remember, there was a crash between a Chevy Bolt um, autonomous test vehicle. This, of course, by um, this is one of the Chevy Bolts from Cruise Automation. Um, it had collided with a with a motorcycle, uh, I believe, in San Francisco somewhere. In any event, um, you know the issue is 
whether remote operation of this vehicle might have helped prevent such a crash. You know, why did the autonomous bolt, you know, make this mistake? Now, obviously, these bolts do have drivers inside the vehicle to take over in any event. But um, looking forward a bit where test drivers are not in the vehicle, as has started to become approved on California roads, provided there is remote control assistance, um, you know, the question becomes, will this assistance be sufficient? And when I say sufficient, it doesn't require much of a leap of thought to think about the technical limitations and indeed the challenges. Um, Simply put, if ever there was an example for the need uh, for low latency connectivity, this is surely it. I mean, you thought you needed low latency for your uh, multiplayer matchup of Halo. Uh, Yeah, think again, because this is going to take the need for low latency to a whole new level. I mean, if you're traveling on the freeway, the last thing that you want is to have some sort of lag between the time you slam on the brakes remotely and the car that you're controlling finally gets the command to slam on the brakes. So obviously, a big engineering challenge this, and... um, It goes without saying that if this remote operation is going to work, this has got to be nailed perfectly. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. So, I don't suppose you remember, but quite a few episodes back, unless I'm mistaken, we talked briefly about yet another uh, fully electric, fully autonomous car startup uh, by the name of Byton. So, that's B Y T O N. They had unveiled uh, an all-electric SUV at CES. This was uh, just earlier this year, actually, so I guess not that far back ago. Um, Anyway, it was called, uh, I believe it was called the M-Byte, this model now called the K-Byte. I mean, when I first read this, I just thought, okay, why are they trying to reference the mere kilobytes in computing? I have no idea what they're on about about the naming scheme, but in any event, it turns out that all their models would be some letter dash Byte. Um, okay, that's not really what the point of this discussion is. What is the point is that it's a really pretty thing, uh, I think. I mean, it's certainly an interesting looking thing. Um, and I think it's pretty. Um, you can see pictures if you head over to electrek.co. Um, they've got a nice story on this. But the, the big takeaway, I think, so, so there's a few things that I think are really interesting. First of all, as an aside, look, this is just a concept with a final product not due for another three years. I mean, okay, that's that's fine. A little frustrating. It's a bit of a tease, but so be it. Um, here's here's what's pretty cool, I think. So <clears throat> this th- this concept design has done what I think is the best, the best aesthetic design yet for integrating the admittedly bulky space needs of all the proper LiDAR sensors on the car. So it's got this really sort of, I want to use the term sort of like a dorsal fin design on the top into which uh, is integrated a forward-looking and rear-looking LiDAR uh, system. And it's also got side-looking LiDAR systems, which apparently sort of pop out from under the side mirrors for autonomous driving mode. They then kind of, I guess, tuck away neatly for parking maneuvers. But 
Um, so, so I think just from a purely sort of aesthetic design point of view, this is a real nice um, step forward away from what we've seen so far with uh, more, shall we say, contemporary um, autonomous test vehicles, right? So if you look at, say, Waymo or Cruise Automation, they've got all this sort of kit of stuff all around the car. I mean, LiDAR, you know, so far they've been pretty large things. It makes me wonder, actually, whether Byton are using uh, the new solid-state LiDAR devices that we've talked about in the past, right? So rather than having these huge kind of mechanical things that rotate very, very quickly, spinning dots of laser all around the world, uh, solid-state LiDAR, of course, is scaled down where it's basically um, LiDAR technology on a little piece of silicon, um, right? So my suspicion is that that's what's going on here, Um I guess, or it's just a really small version of, of the mechanical thing uh, that we've got today on the market already. Uh, I don't know. There's not enough detail on it yet. Um, so, so, so that's kind of all of that. The other thing I think is really cool, though, going back to the sort of foldy uh, mirror LiDAR thing that I mentioned a moment ago, apparently these are going to double in function in the sense that they're going to be enabled to um, illuminate and presumably to communicate with pedestrians. Now, if this sounds familiar, that's because it should. Uh, a few episodes back, we talked about um, Drive.ai. They're the other autonomous car startup currently testing down in, I believe it's El Paso or Plano, Texas. Um, and they've got those bright orange vans, uh, which are kitted out with uh, LED screens around the car so that um, they can communicate with pedestrians, right? The big, the big issue being that if a pedestrian's waiting to cross the street, you know, obviously our parents always said, don't cross before making eye contact with the driver, make sure the driver sees you. Never mind the fact that here in California, literally two people still do this, um, which is just absurd and a totally different discussion. Uh, but yeah, the idea here is that the uh, drive.ai vans anyway will be able to communicate to the pedestrian, hi, hello, we see you. Yes, it's safe to cross. I wonder if you could just accomplish the same thing with a simple sort of red light turning to a green light, kind of like, okay, it's green, we see you, you can cross. And in any event, these Byton vehicles are going to have the same sort of communication um, <clears throat> capability, which I think is a very important thing indeed. So yeah, that's, that's Byton. Obviously, uh, we're losing track of all the various new startups in the autonomous electrified car space, but uh, do take a look. Um, I'm curious what you think. I mean, is it pretty? It's certainly interesting. I don't know. Uh, but take a look. Let me know what you think. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, so this is pretty interesting. So I don't suppose you remember. So we never talked about it on this show, but I don't suppose you remember reading a while back. There was a company called comma.ai. Yeah, I still can't for the life of me figure out what that name is supposed to mean. If anybody has any idea, please shoot me a voicemail uh, on anchor.fm and let me know, please. Um, But anyway, um, the founder of this company is one George Hotz. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, more or less. Um, So the idea was that 
and, and you got to give the guy some crazy credit here because it turns out that he figured out a way that he could, um, I mean, there's no other way to put it than simply he found a way to kind of hack certain cars, and I say certain, really just certain Honda and Toyota vehicles where he was able to remotely control them using software he designed using, I think, little more than a cell phone-sized device mounted to the windshield, which he could then... Um, uh, program to interact with the car's uh, steering uh, servos and also, if it has it, uh, its radar cruise control. So effectively, what this means is he's been able to hack certain Honda and Toyota vehicles that do not have autonomous driving capability to effectively give them, well, at least semi-autonomous driving capability. Yeah, if this sounds totally wild and just utterly impossible or at least implausible yeah you're not alone um besides the obvious technical hurdles to all this well comma ai also had some issues with the law um but they've kind of managed to get away from all this they've raised quite a few millions of dollars from various vcs and well <laughs> their next project has been to try and well semi-automate earlier model tesla model s's which if you remember didn't have autopilot from the factory so uh, basically, any Tesla Model S prior to, I believe it was 2014, didn't have autopilot. Um, in fact, they didn't even have radar cruise control, which, um, yeah, that was a bit weird, wasn't it? I mean, far more um, uh, ordinary cars certainly had radar cruise control back then. Earlier Teslas did not. But yeah, so the idea is that this device now, they've been able to make it integrate with various systems in a Tesla Model S pre-2014. So that the end result is they can actually uh, apparently more or less uh, control the vehicle. It's steering anyway. Uh, no radar cruise control, so it can't, of course, do uh, accelerating and stopping. But the fact that it can control the car as well as it does is pretty impressive. Now, this would be little more than sort of a party trick, really kind of a gimmick. I mean, after all, surely this can't be produced into any sort of meaningful, scalable business. Or can it? Um, well, there's a thought um, that... If Tesla's autopilot is sort of the Apple of the autonomous car world, putting aside for a moment Apple's um, long-since-rumored uh, project Titan autonomous car, which is not really a car, probably just the software, which may indeed be licensed, that this, um, this, pit of, this bit of software kit could actually be sort of the Android of autonomous car tech, right? Um, the idea being that, well, first of all, it's open source. Yeah, there's actually a link. You can go find the source code over at GitHub. You can contribute to it and so on and so forth. And so this could then become sort of an open source um, bit of software and indeed some hardware to literally retrofit certain cars to become semi-autonomous. I mean, this is pretty impressive. Now, obviously, without getting into a whole other discussion about what Google are doing with Android uh, Automotive and the fact that they're very likely going to be doing a, a similar thing, and as I mentioned, certainly I think Apple, that's probably what they're on about because I think it's pretty safe to say they're not actually building a car, which means they are just building the software. And then, as I've mentioned, rather un they're going to go about licensing that out too. I think what we are going to see then is you know, Tesla is going to continue to be kind of the closed universe version, autopilot just for Tesla, um, whereas the alternative to that will be, of course, third-party solution, open source uh, software that will be obviously available to be licensed to anyone who likes it. So anyway, um, I almost didn't want to report on this because I thought it was a bit silly, a bit gimmicky, but I do think it's a pretty interesting thing nevertheless. So um, yeah, go ahead, have a read on comma.ai. Let me know what you think. I think it's pretty interesting, actually. 
All right, well, we're basically done here today, but just wanted to leave you with two uh, little PS notes, as it were. First, as you may have heard, Porsche have finally revealed not just the vehicle, but the actual name for its all-new electric Tesla killer, the four-door Mission E uh, sports sedan, which is bleeding beautiful. Um, Except that its name is a bit weird. Uh, I wonder if it's a funny coincidence that its name begins with the same letter as Tesla. It is called the, uh, well, I don't really know how to pronounce it, actually. It's either Taken, which is a bit weird, or Taycan, sort of rather like uh, Macan or Cayenne, I guess. Anyway, it's the Taycan. T-A-Y-C-A-N. So, or maybe it just means that when you see it, you're just utterly blown away and, well, taken by it. Ha. Um, Or you're going to get Liam Neeson very, very agitated, and he's going to find you. I don't know. Um, Anyway, that's that's not the point of this. The point is that they've released a spectacularly beautiful um, uh, video spot on the car. Uh, Do take a look, because... The punchline of the whole video spot is this indescribable, unquantifiable thing called the soul, the soul of a car, right? And all along, we've joked about how Porsche have, you know, really rigorously stood their ground and said that, no, we are not benchmarking this car against the Tesla. You know, we don't even consider Tesla a, you know, a legitimate substitute, a competitor, because after all, as we all know, Porsche, there is no substitute, and so on and so forth. But it does seem to really take aim at the Tesla, uh, the claim being that, you know, or at least the question being, does Tesla have a soul? This, of course, is a Porsche. Soul is, you know, just indelibly dyed in its in its fabric, as it were. So anyway, um, take a look at the video. It's really quite pretty. One other quick thing. This is PS number two. Um, I saw a thing the other day. I can't for the life of me remember where I saw it. Turns out that there's um, there's an unknown autonomous test car driving around the streets of San Francisco. What's weird, it's a Subaru. And that's weird because, well, Subaru aren't testing autonomous vehicles, at least not at least not publicly, at least not that they're willing to admit, and certainly not those that are outfitted with what appears to be a full kit of LiDAR and similar technologies. So if any of you in the San Francisco area happen to see... Um, Subaru, I believe it's sort of a white or an off shade, uh, off white shade, uh, with really large, uh, what looks to be like really large autonomous kit, or almost rather looks like uh, Google Street View mapping equipment. I mean, really large structure on the top of its roof. If you see such a thing, I don't know, take some photos, some videos, let me know about it because it's a mystery. Nobody knows what this thing is, where it's from, what it's doing. So uh, yeah, let me know. Anyway, and that really will do it for today. I don't know, for better or worse, I feel like these episodes have been getting longer and longer. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. You should let me know. I mean, as you've noticed from the beginning, earlier days, uh, episodes are pretty much right around 15 minutes all the time. Lately, they've been going up to 20 and 25. Um, I don't know. Is that good or bad for you? Let me know. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much a wrap then. Uh, Again, I'm super excited to announce the rollout of MarkHogue.com, the new home on the web for this podcast. So yeah, look, again, it goes without saying, please do check it out. Um, And above and beyond all else, please, please, please share it with your friends and colleagues. Um, And as I always ask, if you like this show, make sure to leave reviews, including and especially on iTunes podcasts. Uh, Leave a review, 
certainly a star rating, but also a written review is very much appreciated indeed. Uh, remember, I'm doing this largely for fun as a side project. Um, so as long as the reviews keep rolling in and the show continues to grow at the pace it's been growing, which, by the way, I'm happy to say is quite nice indeed, um, you know, this will keep going. So... Yeah, that'll do it. Um, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of the uh, day, and indeed, welcome to the weekend. Um, for those of you here in the States or elsewhere that celebrates Father's Day on Sunday, have a wonderful time indeed. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>